and welcome to the Fashion and the Free podcast, the show that pulls back the curtains of the fashion industry to reveal what really goes on behind closed doors, as well as teaching you some tips and tricks of the trade. I'm your host, Emma Golly, a fashion designer, consultant, and founder of Fashion and the Free. In this week's episode, I'll be talking to women's wear designer Hannah Blurton to discuss whether fashion interview projects are necessary to the interview process or just an excuse for fashion brands to receive free designs, as well as hearing her personal story on the topic. Hannah is a highly successful Brazilian-American designer based in Los Angeles and has been in the fashion industry for over a decade, working for many well-known retailers. Today, she sat down with me to tell her story, which has negatively impacted the way she feels about the industry. She believes her work was stolen from a large corporate fashion brand after she submitted her designs in 2020 as part of the fashion interview process. We will not be naming the brand in this episode as the goal of the discussion is not about naming and shaming. It's about bringing taboo topics from within the fashion industry to the surface to encourage conversations with the hope of bringing change. This is a subject I personally feel extremely passionate about, so I couldn't wait to hear Hannah's story and discuss her feelings on the topic. Hi, Hannah. Welcome to the Fashion and the Free podcast. I'm so glad that you've been able to join me today, and I'm really, really looking forward to our chat. Firstly, could you tell us all a little bit about yourself and your journey into fashion? Yeah, so um, I'm actually originally from Canton, Ohio, um, where I was raised by my mother, who was a former fashion designer and a costume designer. So I was exposed to apparel at a really young age, and that's really how I acquired an interest to learn about the fashion industry. Amazing. So you've been working in fashion for over a decade now. Talk us through your career so far. Oh, my. So I began here in 2011. Um, My first position was at BCBG Max Azria. Um, And within that, I was able to really design in every product category and develop a strong passion for color materials and trends. And then within that, I was able to launch um, a new brand called Ico. It's an leisure brand and it was a startup. So that was my next opportunity right when leisure wear was becoming popular. After that, I decided to pursue a position at Kellwood Company. There, I was the right hand to the design director overseeing 10 brands on their color materials, trends, and key silhouettes. From there, I was able to launch a design division at Tilly's, where I began a brand called Rescue. And then I was also the lead on seasonal trend decks for all of the merchants, providing them you know, with any form of color cards or any sort of conceptualizations for their photo shoots and e-commerce initiatives. And then after that, I took some time to work freelance so I could do some online graphic design courses. Um, and within that, I was designing everything from pet apparel and home goods and accessories at Petco to um, activewear at Ruka to loungewear and footwear at Vans. And then after that, I became the senior color materials and trend designer at K-Swiss, where I currently am. Wow, so you've had quite a career so far then. You've worked at a lot, a lot of different places. Yes, an eclectic amount of design ability there. (laughs) Amazing. So was everywhere based in Los Angeles? Is it all over the US? Have you mainly stuck to the West Coast? I I have stuck to the West Coast. So I'm mostly Los Angeles and a little bit in Costa Mesa. So the Orange County area as well. Nice. Yeah. So before we jump into your story, I wanted to set the scene a little bit and talk about the interview process that we as the fashion industry professionals go through each time we apply for a new position. So some people listening will be 
all too familiar with this process, but others who are not in the industry will definitely be interested to know whether it differs from their own experience. Could you run us through the various stages you've experienced when applying for a position at a fashion brand from start to finish? Yes, of course. So after you apply, usually a recruiter will reach out and then they'll have a little chat with you. So within that, you'll share your resume and of course, any sort of online design portfolio that pertains to that position. Um, from there, they will reach out to their hiring manager and that will arrange for them to meet with you if they are interested. And at that point, you'll you'll meet with the hiring manager and then they'll decipher within that interview if you'll meet the rest of the team that you'll be working with. And then from that point, there's typically a project request where you will do a project and then present at the final interview to everyone that project. And it usually takes about four to six weeks for the whole interview process. So it's a little bit of a stretch because of the timeline you get for the project itself. Got it. And so within like the projects you get given, are you often expected to get those completed within a certain deadline? And is that yeah. usually when I guess you're already in a full-time position as well? They typically want that project done within about five to seven days. So it's about wow. a week timeline and turnaround, which can be challenging, of course, when you are working a full-time position because of you have to work outside of those hours to maintain that deadline. So it's definitely a little bit of an inconvenience at times. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can imagine. So, I mean, I've been through exactly the same thing. And, you know, often, like you said, when you're working full time, you're pretty much then just working throughout your evenings to try and get it done. Would you say that it's the same pretty much every brand you've worked on in terms of the sort of size of project you get and the process? Or does it vary a little bit from brand to brand? It does vary a little bit. I think it's pertaining more so to what the role is itself. I think depending on what that role entails, um, whether it's a concept designer role that's relative to color, trend, and material, or you know, actually designing products like apparel and footwear, it, it will it will differ. Typically, though, the project amount itself is they'll give you a prompt and expect a collection of some sort. And within that collection, you will have to demonstrate your design process. And so you'll be able to show them your mood board, your inspiration, your color story, and then of course your final CADs or your sketches, so to speak. Got it. Yeah, I've definitely had that experience of being set like the whole full shebang of like the mood board, the color palette, the whole collection, all the things. But I would also say I've been very lucky. There's been a couple of companies I've worked for where they just wanted a little mood board or just something to say to show that you were interpreting the trend. So wow. I've experienced it where it varies a bit. And I've had some companies that just don't even ask me for a project, which is always really, really, really nice when that happens. Wow. <laughs> yes. Most of the time, it's normally like at least one project. And then I've been in situations where they're like, oh, we really love this, but we think you're more suited for this department they would also like you to do a project. So I've ended up in situations where I've also been at the other end of the spectrum and done two huge projects for a role. Yeah, so wow. it's kind of wild. <laughs> I, that is wild. I have had an opportunity. There was one time that I did have to do more than one project, and that's actually pertaining to the, the situation we're going to discuss later today. Yeah, absolutely. So bringing us straight on to that and really to talk about your story a bit more, you've had quite a negative experience recently for interviewing for a position whereby you've had your suspicions that the work you submitted for the project was 
potentially used by the brand without your permission after not getting the job as well i just want to add can you talk us through what happened starting from the beginning of when you first applied yeah so um the recruiter had reached out and something ironic about this position is that the recruiter within sharing my resume also had me collect relative work samples. So I was able to share that right away. Um, so in the initiatives, I was thinking I was not going to have to do a project because I'm already collecting work samples relative to the role. However, um, after the recruiter forwarded my information to the hiring manager, they actually upfront asked for a project pertaining to them specifically. Typically, I would not normally do that, but I, I decided to just try and do it. And I thought maybe this would be a good position for me, so it'd be worth doing that project. So within that, I submitted that project alongside my online portfolio, and then they arranged for me to interview virtually. So within that, I had that interview, and then after the interview, I was requested to do, to do another project pertaining to a different product category within that brand. So then within that, I submitted that project because I'd already had been doing the project, so I didn't want to deny a second project when I already agreed to the first, but I was starting to get suspicious about this. Um, and then within that, they um, accepted my project, took it, and then it was a matter of a few weeks of waiting to hear back, and then I finally said that they were just no longer going to hire for that role. And I um, ended up doing projects that were not fully considered because of that. Got it. And when was this? Was it a few years ago? Was it recent? Yeah, it was, in, it was um, 2020 is when I had done the projects. So I started them in February and I was doing the projects through to uh, March of 2020. And then more recently is when I've come across those designs um, online. So from when they said they didn't have, they weren't hiring anymore for that role, does that mean, or to your knowledge, do you know if they actually did hire someone in that spot or did they just not make any hires at all for that role in the end? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know that they hired anybody for that role in the end. I think that there was a pause on hiring and I don't think that they were. Because of it being hired. 2020. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that they ended up Re reopening that position for fulfillment. Got it. So you mentioned about, you know, you suspect obviously that they took or stole your work potentially. Mm -hmm. How did you even find this out? Like, where did you see this? I guess, how did you become aware of that possibility? Right. So I always am up to date on my trends. So, you know, Instagram is a very big social media task for like making sure you're up, you're up to par with seeing your competitors. And I just happened to see on a story um, a runway model wearing a design that I know I have sketched. And so I went to click on this model to see, you know, what brand she was wearing. And it happened to be the brand that I had done the projects for. So just by chance, I just was able to see a story of a female on the runway and it was designed very familiar. And that is how I came across my work. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you weren't even really actively seeking that you didn't have your suspicions and then it just happened to pop up and then you did a little bit of investigating and that led you to to finding that yeah so then when i was taken to the website or the uh, instagram of that brand i started to notice more and more of my work reflecting oh my on their posts and because i had done for this brand more than one project i had seen both of my seasons <laughs> executed so and that is what was really ironic was they not only utilized my my projects with that I had proposed to them, but they also had utilized my work samples that I had shared with them initially. 
initially without doing the projects. So they literally had three seasons of work that they had utilized on their Instagram based on my on my work. So they'd actually taken from your personal portfolio as well as the projects that you sent to them. Correct. <gasps> And so from what you had seen, I mean, obviously, I've had a chance to have a look myself, but from your perspective, did you feel that they had copied the the concept? What, where would you feel that they were taking their, I don't want to say inspiration, because it sounds like straight copying, but we're not going to go too far into that. In terms of, I guess, what you were seeing, had they directly copied or were influenced by your designs the concept or just everything um i think in general a little bit of everything there were some designs for verbatim but there were also a lot of inspirational things that they took such as color stories utilizations of color blocking sorts of details such as splicings or embellishment trims even prints materializations very similar so definitely they utilized my mood boards as well as my color stories and then my silhouettes in their own way. So um, it was definitely a very interpretive way. In some ways they were more direct, but it's very obvious where that inspiration came from. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine that was probably pretty devastating to see when you first saw that. How did you feel when you first saw those images? I was so taken back. I was taken back because it, you know, it's just, those are instances that you don't think will happen to you, but you've heard that it could happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those realizations that, wow, you know, this is this is the industry and it's it's tough that you can, you know, trust that you'll be able to utilize or share your work to be utilized for the purpose of being, you know, hired, but then people can take your work and not give you that credit or compensation. And that's, I think that's a really tough part about the industry design process. Absolutely. And then since this has all happened, have you actually reached out to the brand to discuss all of this, to kind of give them that feedback that, hey, I've seen what you're doing, you know, how, how, did you actually reach out to them? I reached out to the recruiter and I did bring it to their attention, you know, what I had seen. And they had a word with the, the hiring manager and the team themselves internally. But of course, they came back and said that they did not utilize any of my work. So it was, of course, a denial. Uh, they will not admit to that. And there will be no compensation for that work that I had done that they used. Wow. So at this point, that's it, sort of case closed, I guess, in their, in their minds. Case closed. Exactly. Unfortunately. We'll be right back after this ad break. Have a great idea for a fashion brand but don't know where to start? Or perhaps you're looking to take your existing label to the next level. Our industry experts have years of experience at top brands and are ready to help you bring your vision to life. From designing your collection, to brand building, to textile and factory sourcing, we offer a nurturing and personalised approach every step of the way. Visit fashionandthefree.com forward slash studio to schedule a consultation and take the first steps towards turning your fashion dreams into reality. Wow. So now you've unfortunately experienced this situation, which I'm really sorry that's happened to you. How do you feel about it all? What's your feeling now towards having to submit free projects as part of the interview process? I do not. I do not do that anymore. I have closed that door. And um, that's something that I feel probably will deter some recruiters from continuing to interview with me. But I am willing to um, take that as a loss in my own way because I don't support 
people's work being stolen. I think that it's very easy to do and having that experience, I wouldn't want to feel that again and see my work used again without my permission or compensation. So, yeah, um, absolutely. I, you know, obviously being in the fashion industry too, I've seen like most companies ask for projects, which mm-hmm. as I was sort of explaining to you before we started recording, I feel some kind of way about myself anyway. And I've been in a position too where I've had to, it was actually since I went freelance, there was a large company that I used to work for back in the day and they'd asked me to do a project, ended up being two projects for them just for a freelance position, which... I honestly now really regret even doing, but I did it all the same because I was like, you know, this could be a great opportunity. If I get regular freelance work from them, I'd be sorted for the year. So Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm just going to do it. This is very early on when I started freelancing. And yeah, I did the two projects. I was up all night getting these things done for them. Projects, I will say, and I'm not trying to blow my own own trumpet here, as they say, but I thought my projects were great. Um, I was really proud of them. I even put them on my portfolio site because I was like, no, these are great. And still didn't get in, still didn't really get much of a follow-up, much information. Did all this work, all this hours completely for free as a freelancer too, which is even worse. And after that, I just vowed I'm never doing that again as a freelancer, as full time. So I'm definitely on the same page as you. I would rather not take the job and move on until something else comes along. Because, you know, sometimes when you've been through certain experiences in this industry, it doesn't make you feel great about continuing down that same path. Correct, correct. And I think also there's just a a certain point in your career where you realize, you know, you should be able to demonstrate your abilities by your online portfolio or providing work samples. So I am sorry that you experienced doing projects and, you know, it is, it's it's challenging to do that. And when you're working and you're, you know, you're, everybody is staying up late to do those projects. I think it's very inconsiderate on many levels. Yeah, absolutely. And so, In your mind, you know, do you feel there should be regulations in place to protect candidates when submitting their work? And like, what do you personally feel or have you haven't given any thought to really what could be a solution here? I do think that there's an opportunity to do projects if they're paid. I think that's something that could be considered if if they're going to pay you for your work and your time. Um, But outside of that, you know, I just don't think that there's there's a way that I would personally continue to do projects without that sort of compensation. And I think it's fair because it's your time. And as designers, you know, even for you as a freelancer, you're typically doing projects. So to be able to be hired to do more projects, that seems so unfair, but you should have been paid up front for that work. Yeah. And I think that's a good investment on any company to do is to pay if they want to see a project. That's an investment in learning more about you. And I think that only reflects Um, on their end, how their company is. So you obviously want to be in a company with a good culture. And I think that that is um, a way to demonstrate it's a good culture and that you're valued and appreciated. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, sometimes with this idea of perhaps being paid, you know, my feeling is, is that you don't know when you're applying how many other people they have asked to submit a project. So to me to like maybe narrow down on that in their best interest and everyone's best interest is it perhaps if they've narrowed down to their top two or their top three candidates, that's when they then pay up for their candidates to do the project if they feel necessary, because then on their side, they're not spending too crazy amount of money on too many candidates. That's a great. And then you're also not wasting the time of all those, you know, 
what if you were one of 10 or something? We don't know what that situation really was, how many people they were asking to do that. So you could potentially had 10 designers all working late, working their ass off basically to get these projects done and then not getting any kind of compensation for that. Right. I think that's a great solution to narrow it down to the top three, like you mentioned, and, and then pay them. I think that's that's the best way to go because you're absolutely correct. You don't know how many candidates you're up against truly um, within that yeah. job and that project front. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing also, I think I've been thinking about because I've obviously as I told you as I feel strongly about it given it a lot of thought and I wondered whether even you know even just signing a contract when you like having a contract in place so that when you submit that project even if you did end up doing it for free which I don't agree with but say that was the only way they would go then but at least having a contract in place that they sign that you sign to say that work is not going anywhere beyond the interview process and if they decide to use it for future collections they must pay then to that's use a great the solution. i think that that's something i had not given thought to but i think that's very that would be a very fair way to approach it as well yeah certainly. so what are your feelings on aside from obviously what we just talked about interview projects in general when we're thinking about candidates of all levels from entry to senior do you think that perhaps entry levels should still be a required submit project just because it's new and potentially brands are just getting to know that designer maybe they haven't got a lot in their portfolio you know how do you feel about that versus asking all the way up to like a senior and design manager um, I do think that entry level, I think when you're on board and you're beginning to get into the industry, I do think a project, you know, a small project could be fair in that sense, because only is it's only going to give that candidate an opportunity to build their portfolio and even further. I fear that the only problem with that is at what point do you say you're senior enough to no longer need to do projects? And, you know, that's kind of the thought I have. I, if I say, you know, it's fair for entry level because, you know, their portfolio isn't strong yet, you know, I don't know that I would know how to draw that line of like mid to senior where projects should no longer be required. Yeah, I guess it's also difficult too, because people have all different levels, all different things at different companies. Maybe it should be done by years of experience. I'm not sure, but I definitely think it needs a little bit more investigating as to like how it could be structured better so that, you know, we're not in this situation and you're not the first person I've come across that's had their work stolen or at least had suspicions that it's been stolen. So yeah, unfortunately, it's just this horrible and taboo subject really in the industry that, you know, I've heard so many people talk about behind the scenes, yeah. but I don't feel like it gets talked about out in the open enough. And I don't know if people are a little bit frightened to talk about it, but, you know, I think people need to really just step up and sort of be very vocal about their experiences. You know, we don't, as I was saying to you earlier, we don't have to name and shame brands. It's not what we're in the business of doing. We're really just trying to bring awareness to some of these things that happen in the industry that are very unethical for all the people that, you know, want to be part of this industry that, you know, we don't want it to have a bad name, but it also everyone should be treated fairly and should be paid for the work they're doing. Right, exactly. Um, I think that's definitely something that it definitely needs more investigating and definitely needs some sort of a structure that's better. And I do think if people were to discuss their experiences more and raise that awareness, I do think that that would impact that recruiter process because, yeah. you know, 
we're all as designers deciding to come together and strike, so to speak, by, you know, not doing projects at a certain point, I think that that would maybe relieve the taboo of not getting accepted to continue on an interview process because everybody else is agreeing not to do a project as well. So at this point, you know, I definitely think raising that awareness is important. We should be speaking up about it because you don't think it will happen to you. But absolutely. Yeah, I think I don't know if you saw I did an article a couple years ago on my fashion and free website and we did a survey to find out, you know, what people felt about fashion interview projects, if they've had their work stolen and an unbelievable amount of people all were in that similar situation that they, yes, they had been asked to do projects that were multiple hours. They were unpaid and sometimes they'd had their work stolen or at least it appeared that they had, you know, and so, yeah, it's, it obviously happens way more than we'd like to think. So if anyone is listening and has gone through that, please speak up because we need to, as many of us as possible to come together to, to hopefully make some positive change for all of us in this industry. I mean, we're not a, a unionized industry like they are with, you know, think about what's going on right now in LA with all the strikes and, and all the things like that. We're not at that point with fashion, but I think more of us at least need to have our voices heard and, and try and create some change for us. So on a positive note, what is next for you, Hannah? What are your plans with your career? What's going on with you at present and, and what are you hoping to achieve in the next few years? The next few years, um, I'm hoping to actually launch my own line. I think Ooh. that's something that would be on, on my uh, roster for the next few years. Ultimately, that's probably every designer's real dream to have their own, you know, their own brand of some sort. And so I think at this point in my career, you know, I've achieved designing in so many categories and in different positions. And I think it's time for me to expand on my own name for myself. That's amazing. Well, I hope that all works out for you. I mean, you're extremely talented and, you know, I guess in that position, then you can hopefully protect yourself better, put your own things out there, your own designs and put your own name to it. So I'm really excited for you and um, look forward to seeing what happens over the next few years for your career. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much to Hannah for sharing her story with us. I really hope this creates more conversations around this topic and encourages others to speak up if they find themselves in a similar situation. If you listen to this episode and related to Hannah's story, you're going to find my next episode really interesting. Next week, I'm going to be chatting to fashion lawyer Chloe Taylor to get her advice on how you can protect your designs both in the fashion interview process and in general as a small business. Trust me, you do not want to miss this. As always, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please don't hesitate to get in touch via social media via the handle at Fashion and the Free on Instagram and TikTok. And you can check out the website fashionandthefree.com. If you'd like to get in touch with Hannah, all the links will be in the show notes for you to check out. Don't forget to like and follow the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It helps other fashionistas to find us. And I'll see you on the next episode.